0: Big Jack. Yes, sir. We've got a special Thanksgiving Day rendition of According to the Osbournes. They talk about sports and pop culture for two different points of view. A father and a son disagree on with a attitude. Today's top story is breaking them down through a generation gap. Listen to them talk about the NFL. Listen to them talk Doja Cap. According to the Osborns Yeah. Yeah. Uh, according to the Osbournes, yeah. Oh, Jack! My goodness, look who we have in the studio with us today, Mr. Luke
1: Osborne. It is my
0: youngest child, Deputy Lieutenant of the Naked Bootlegger Fantasy Football League, Luke Osborne. Luke, how are you, buddy? Good. All right, great. Luke might might um, chime in. He might, but he also might be running our social media account because Jack, we're now on Instagram, and Luke might go live.
1: Maybe you will. That's me.
0: That's right. Well, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, we are at According to the Osbournes on Instagram. And, Jack, another good way they can help the show, our listeners, our accordions, as you like to call them.
1: I don't like to call them that. You'd, it's not a
0: funny joke. I'm sorry. It's just not funny. You do like to call them that. But another way they can help us is by what? Going to somewhere like Apple Podcast and.
1: Giving us a five-star.
0: Dropping us a five-star. We picked up a few more ratings last week, and I think we picked up a few more followers. We appreciate every five-star rating and every follower that we have. Because, Jack, when we get those five-star ratings and when we get those followers, they get to hear all this great content like today's show. We're going to talk about Dan Mullen. Uh, Dan Mullen. Yeah, we're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about... A little volunteer recap. We're not gonna spend a ton of time on it. We're gonna go heavy on Thanksgiving. We're gonna talk a little Thanksgiving themed Jack's Five Stats. We're gonna mm. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna talk a little Thanksgiving themed over under segment. And Jack, you've got a great segment you're excited about. Contender or pretender. I think that'll be wonderful. We might even rank some Thanksgiving Day sides for you folks. But Jack, why don't we first get started with news that rocked the SEC Dan Mullen, one year removed from leading Florida to the SEC championship game, is out as head coach of the Florida Gators after a 24 to 23 loss
1: to Missouri Come on, on the road. They to had Missouri. a downward spiral. And it was their
0: fourth straight loss to a Power Five school. And you're right. As Jack said, it was just a downward spiral. It didn't seem like there was any rectifying the situation. He was given the option to coach out the regular season against Florida State. He declined that option. So you close the book on him. He went 34 and 15 in four seasons. His replacement, Jack, will mark the fourth head coach in the last eight seasons at Florida. They finished just 2-6 and in SEC play. Any thoughts?
1: I think if Tennessee played him later in the year, we would have whooped him. That's my
0: one thought, is that in a season where they're historically bad, where they lose to Missouri on the road, a team we just absolutely boat raced, in a season where they fire their head coach, in a season where they only win two conference games, they still beat Tennessee, and it drives me crazy, man.
1: I mean, if we pick up games like that and Pitt... We're truly looking at eight and four or nine and three.
0: Yeah, nine and three. I mean, truly, when you look back, Florida was super winnable. Pitt, I think, if you had settled on your quarterback, might have been winnable. Don't forget, Ole Miss. We were within the leather there. That was a very close ten game. Ten and two. We're gonna go ten we're two. We're gonna go ten and two. That's right. That you know, expectations for Tennessee are going to be off the chart next year, and we'll get to Tennessee here in a second. But let's put a bow on Dan Mullen. You know who I think who I'm praying they will hire as his replacement. Who? The lane train.
1: I think he'll stay at Old Miss.
0: But think about if they hired Lane Kiffin at Florida. Tennessee fans, they would lose their minds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, I would. I mean, I would like to see it, but I wouldn't want. I wouldn't like to lose.
0: You wouldn't like to lose what?
1: Uh, if if Lane Kiffin was their coach against Florida. Er, I was, think
0: we'd beat Lane Kiffin.
1: And th- that would
0: make it even more fun to finally get the Florida monkey and, off our back. And if he
1: were to coach next year, the game would be at home. I think that would be more electric than the Ole Miss-Tennessee game.
0: Good grief. I mean, golf ball city is what that (laughs) game would be. Well, let's switch gears quickly, to because I really want to get largely to the Thanksgiving theme that we're going to go with for most of this show. But let's talk a little Tennessee football real quick, if you don't mind. What do you think about Tennessee's effort against South Alabama?
1: Well, obviously, I think we have one of the best offenses in the SEC, Um, Cedric Tillman. I mean, he's just a story. He's
0: a problem. Number four is a problem.
1: He's electric. He's big. He's fast, you name it. Um, a stat that I love is: you know, we have three wide receivers that have five-plus touchdowns. Obviously, that's Javante, Peyton, Valus Jones. And Cedric Tillman.
0: Valus with another electric electric game last week. And he had a week. kick
1: return, I'm pretty sure. I think it was 94, 96,
0: 96. yards. Yeah, 96 yards. He's fun to watch. you
1: know, our our defense, while we give up a lot of yards, we make some big-time plays and some big-time situations.
0: We do, and we played great on defense against South Alabama, just killing them behind the line of scrimmage. And a
1: big red zone turnover we created. Yeah. And what was the
0: final? Did we hang 60 on him? I think we did. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, we got a – no, no, it was 58 because we got – we had uh, uh, 56 and we got a safety right at the end. Oh,
0: I thought there was two safeties at the end for some reason. Oh, yeah.
1: oh maybe there was. Was there? Oh, yeah, because the ball – they tackled him and then they were punting and the ball went back into the end zone.
0: That's right. That's right. I was
1: kind of – And they of, said – one of the commentators said, I don't know if I've ever seen two safeties in a game before. And it was toward the end of the game. And that was – yeah, that got points
0: 59 and 60. I knew I was right there. And, yeah, I was kind of falling asleep. We were on the road at one of y'all's lacrosse On the road for the
1: third weekend in a row.
0: That's right. Wait.
1: Third, yeah, third weekend
0: uh, in a row? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, because we had uh, Nashville and then Chattanooga. Oh, that's right. And then this weekend.
0: Yeah, and then we get a couple weekends off, and then we get uh, another – we're going somewhere December uh, – 11th. Yeah, 10th tenth, 11th for another lacrosse tournament. No rest for the Weary and no rest for the Tennessee Vols as they turn right around and they will play the Vanderbilt Commodores. We'll preview that game at least in, a little bit in our SEC Pick'em segment, but here's one thing that Tennessee does against teams Tennessee's supposed to beat.
1: Dominates.
0: Dominates them. Tennessee beats teams they are supposed to beat. Let's switch gears to another Tennessee team, the Tennessee basketball team. They played two teams they weren't necessarily supposed to dominate, that they weren't necessarily supposed to beat. They got Villanova on Saturday. Didn't go well.
1: Um, I won't lie to you. I did not watch the game. I was at a lacrosse tournament. They played right when I played. But, I mean, Kennedy Chandler is going to be great. But I just felt like he had so much talk around him. I just I just thought for this one particular game he wasn't gonna have a good game and he had put up seven points. They were obviously I'm pretty sure I'm assuming they were keying on him. Uh he's been all the talk around Tennessee basketball.
0: He's been a good bit of the talk. And I don't know what happened either because while you were playing lacrosse, I was watching lacrosse. I just kept looking at it on my phone. It was ugly early and it got uglier and uglier and it to me it just looked like it wasn't our day and we just we, we couldn't hit shots is what it seemed like to me
1: Yeah there's always going to be days like that where they just don't fall
0: Sometimes they don't fall son but then look what happens they turn right around and I worried about a young team just kind of getting boat raced on a national stage what was going to happen when they played another kind of NCAA Top. blue blood right in North Carolina but they came out on Sunday and they played fantastic
1: it Was like Kai Ziegler with a huge game, I mean, I was listening to it on the radio on our way back, and all you, know, every play, he was like, oh, Ziegler, oh, what a shot, oh, all this, you know, you hear Bert Bertol camp on the radio, money,
0: money, he got off, um, Ziegler did, and so did Bert because he had several money calls, but yeah, I'll tell you what seemed to be, and it was they, they were, they had their foot on North Carolina's throat, but they couldn't seem to kind of stamp them dead, right? North Carolina kept hanging around that 10 area. He put in Ziegler and Chandler at the, at same, the same time. time and, and, and they
1: were unstoppable.
0: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if that guard combo works in SEC play. I think that Rick Barnes is still kind of figuring out his rotation and his lineup. But good, I agree with that. Good grief. Ziegler's a great story. I don't know if you saw on the Rocky Top Insider feed. I did. On, uh, Rick on Barnes in Ziegler. Guys, I hate to make a plug for Rocky Top Insider, but if you're on Instagram, you need to follow them. One of the Rocky Top Insider reporters was at a press conference, and they were just kind of recording this on the phone. And it's this interaction between Rick Barnes and Ziegler. And honestly, you're going to walk away liking both of them even more. It was very funny. It was very
1: wholesome and funny. Yeah,
0: and just genuine. And it gives you a great insight and a great appreciation for how well – Rick Barnes connects with his players. And keep in mind, Jack, he is known. He is notorious, Rick Barnes is, for riding his point guard. So you know he gives Ziegler a hard time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He he makes a short joke on Ziegler. On and off the court. On
0: and off the court, right. He makes a short joke on Ziegler. And Ziegler took it in stride and even referred to Barnes as hilarious. It was a nice little segment. All right, well, I'll tell you what, I think we're in, in for a treat as we watch the Tennessee football Vols finish up their season and as we watch the Tennessee basketball Vols really kind of get their season started. So speaking of seasons, Jack, tis the season right now, and I can't decide whether we should go into some Thanksgiving themes or if you want to go to Pretender or Contender, what do you want to do, buddy?
1: I, I say let's save Thanksgiving for last. Okay. All right. Let's do some can, contender or pretender. Okay, great. So Jack, Jack did some show prep, folks. I did. Hey, uh, where's the clap button? Uh, hold right on. Now, guys? Is it
0: here? Hold on. Oh, no. Hey. Well, that's probably apt. Um, let's hold on. Oh, there you uh, go, Jack. Yeah. 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 How sweet. It is nice. You know what? This would be a good time to press pause and have Luke go Instagram live on us, don't you think, as you do this segment?
1: You know, I think we should save it for the Thanksgiving ones. That's actually a
0: good call because that's kind of fun and festive and theme. Great call, Jack. Show prep and
1: now in-show snap spot decisions. Good job, Jack. Shall we move on to Contender or Pretender? Brought to you by TikTok, actually. Really? How so? Uh, I saw it on my For You page, you know, some dudes like Contender or Pretender, and they would just they would just list a team. But we're going to take a deeper dive than they did. Okay, let's go. Alrighty, I got the Cardinals up first. Contender or pretender?
0: Are you kidding me? They're a contender. They're nine and two. They've they went two and one without their starting quarterback. They're six and zero oh on the road. I heard all this today and just happened to remember it. They're six and zero oh on the road. Kyler's got a bye week. He's had three weeks off. You know when he comes back, he's going to be super healthy. I think that's contender all day long.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, um, the, and, and also they're
0: undefeated in their division, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I agree. They are a, t- a contender, but they need to get Kyler and Hop back, which I think they will after this bye week. DeHop hasn't had the biggest season, and that's actually a testimony. Sh- they still need him either way. No, that's
0: fair, but it's a t- he's now a touchdown-dependent receiver when it comes to being a top-ten receiver in a fantasy setting. He's still a great player to have on your team, don't get me wrong. And we do get guilty of being a little fantasy-focused on this show because we, we do enjoy our fantasy f- fantasy football, but... He's not quite the beast he's been in years past because the volume isn't there. Hat tip Cliff Kingsbury for spreading it around, calling plays for everybody. Hat tip to Kyler for executing it. Rondale Moore
1: with 11 catches
0: last week. Absolutely. When they get them both back, being Kyler and um, Hopkins, look out. Agreed. So the Colts. Can you give me some backdrop? I know that they're in the division with Tennessee. What's they their record? They
1: have won five out of the last six games. That loss and the five out of six was to the Titans. They lost by three in a heartbreaker. Um, they are second in the AFC South.
0: I am going to say contender, and I'll tell you why. When you get late in the season and you've got a running back putting up numbers like Jonathan Taylor's putting up. My boy. He's your boy. He's your fancy boy. When that happens, man, you're a contender.
1: Agreed. One of the best offenses in the league. Carson Wentz having a sneaky good year, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Contenders. All righty, moving on. The Saints.
0: Oof. This is tough because they got my boy Alvin, who's been out for, I think, two straight games. Trevor Simeon played well last week. Um, yeah. Pretender,
1: pretenders—you just can't win with with an offense that, like you said, completely changed from like uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback to you know guys like Jameis, who's out for the season, but like Trevor Simeon. Now, you just can't win down the road like this when you don't have that great of an offense. I had the second
0: pick in our fantasy football draft this year, and I did something that I am on record as saying don't ever do and that is i picked a huge component of an offense that had a new quarterback you don't ever ever like go to a running back or a wide receiver as your first running back pick or your first wide receiver pick in an offense that has a new head coach a new offense coordinator or a new quarterback especially when the previous quarterback was a Hall hall of famer shame on me the the offense just has never hit that groove. I do think they're pretenders.
1: Now, the forty ers hold on. They're third in the NFC West, obviously behind the Rams and the Cardinals. They have a five and five record. Debo and Iuk are looking good. They're playing this team, the reason they're not gonna make the playoffs is because they're playing solid. They're not playing fantastic.
0: Oh I'm sorry, so are you calling San Francisco pretenders? Yes. I'm going to say contenders and I will tell you why I believe this is the year that they added an extra wild card. I think that they get in with that last wild card.
1: Maybe they do, but you know, they're not on fire. They're they're just a solid team in my opinion this year.
0: Well, you just described their quarterback. He's not an on-fire quarterback. He's just a solid quarterback. He did play great the last game, and I'll tell you another person who played great the last game that can make you a contender in a hurry. George Kittle.
1: Fair. Um next the Chiefs
0: <sighs> my Chiefs good grief when I say my Chiefs the team I love to kind of hate on they're a contender listen I'm not going to sit there and call a team that went, has gone to two straight Super Bowls a pretender okay but even in the victory against Dallas they're only throwing up 19 points Patrick Mahomes again fantasy centric I think he only had 7 or 8 points You know, you had Travis Kelsey going nuts, but no one else really went nuts. I guess who's their other guy? Number ten. I'm zooming. Tyreek. Thank you. Tyreek had a solid game. I don't know. They're certainly not a pretender. They faced a high octane Dallas offense and held them in check. That's what surprised me because I would call the Chiefs' defense a pretender all day long. Agreed. But the Chiefs overall, they're contenders. You can't call them anything. I
1: mean. I mean I I just can't doubt a team that has that has went to the Super Bowl two straight times. They've won four straight games, they're first in the AFC West, and they have proven that they can still be a top offense in the league.
0: Absolutely. They they have proven two games ago, but this year they have not looked themselves on offense consistently. Consistently. Clyde Edwards Lea had a good game though, They're running back that came back.
1: The Bills.
0: Pretenders. I mean, I don't know what's happened to them, but they've hit hard times. And I'll tell you what, you see New England atop their division. That's going to get in their noodle a little bit. Stephon Diggs hadn't had a year. Josh Allen's been up and down. They've got those two running backs, Moss and Singletary, and they've kind of been, I think one of them's dinged up. And they just haven't, they, they haven't been consistent offensively.
1: They need to get it together. They've lost two out of three games, one of them being to the Jags. They were absolutely blown out by the Colts. They're six Blown th-
0: out by the Colts. Embarrassed by the Colts. Embarrassed.
1: They're six and four and they're second in the AFC East. Yeah. They're not going far, but they're making the playoffs.
0: They are making the playoffs, but I'm I'm gonna call them a pretender in the context of this segment.
1: Alrighty. Vikings, their offense is looking very good with Cook. They're the second in the NFC North. They're five and five.
0: I have no opinion, and I don't care about any player on that team except for Justin Jefferson.
1: Contenders, two top receivers, Kirk Cousins, who has, honestly, in my opinion, proves himself time and time again. Great. He's great. He's having a great play year. year. He's having a great year. Um, I think, in my opinion, they're on a roll, and I. I think they continue that role.
0: Okay. I can live with that. Already, that's it. All right. Great. I'll tell you what. That is a pretty doggone good segment. What I think we should do is take a quick break. And on the other side, we're going to talk more Thanksgiving stats than you can throw a stick at. So you guys hang tight. We will be right back. And we're back. Jack, you think we should go right into Jack's five stats? We should. We should. You know, we've got a little element we've built for this. Jack's stats. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's, hey.
1: yeah. Jack yeah. Jack's five stats. Yeah. Jack's five stats. Yeah. Jack's. Jack's five stats. Yeah.
0: So fresh and so hey. clean. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You're. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Alright, so we got we got two Thanksgiving uh stats here. Save them yeah, yeah, for the totally. end. Save for the end. Totally. That's what I was thinking.
0: Alright, cool. So Jack's Five stats does have a
1: Thanksgiving flavor. Number one is dedicated to my boy J T. Oh boy. JT and the Izzy.
0: Tell him who JT is, but
1: Jonathan Taylor. He is one of eight players that has ever recorded fifty or more fantasy points. He has recorded the second most at fifty-three point four points.
0: Gotta give it up to Only him.
1: Only trailing Clinton Portis.
0: Gotta give it up to him.
1: Guess who the second high or the third highest is, Dad? Alvin. Alvin.
0: Probably last Christmas.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: All right, keep going.
1: This one, in my opinion, is crazy. Steph Curry is the first player in the last 25 seasons to double up an opposing team in points and assists in the fourth quarter. So basically, Steph played the Cavs, and in the fourth quarter, he doubled them in points and assists. He had 20 points while the Cavs had eight, and he had two assists while the Cavs just had one assist.
0: That's as impressive at how poor the Cavs played as it is Steph, in my opinion.
1: Agreed. All righty. This one was from Thursday Night Football. Where are you getting these stats, Jack? Do you want to give any attribution? Um, I do. Yeah. Two of these have, one of these has came from ESPN. This other one about Jonathan Taylor came from StatMuse.com. We love Stat This Stat one Muse. I'm about to read off has actually came from NFL Memes. So, you know, the Falcons are about to get flamed right here. <laughs> Um The Falcons and Patriots are playing. This is from Thursday, last Thursday. The Falcons and Patriots are playing on the same night that there will be a 3-hour and 28-minute lunar eclipse. It will be the longest partial lunar eclipse in 581 years. That one also lasted 3 hours and 28 minutes. Well, what's coincidental about that? Well, a few years ago, the Falcons were leading the Patriots with four minutes left in the third quarter they were leading the Patriots 28 to three. Uh, they ended up giving uh, uh, New England ended up getting uh, I believe 28 straight points to win that game 31 to 28. that was a Super Bowl though right it was the
0: Super Bowl so are you saying that the, the this last Thursday night game there was a lunar eclipse and there was a lunar eclipse for the Super Bowl?
1: No, I'm just saying the lunar eclipse was three hours twenty eight minutes okay and it, and and it was on the and it there's another lunar eclipse that will be three hours and twenty eight minutes and it was on the night. That the Patriots and Falcons played. Okay, I got it. All right, that's interesting. That's a good stat. All here this stat is from GoodHousekeeping.com. All right, we're going Thanksgiving stats. These, yeah, yeah, these these are from way back, and I'm learning about this in my history class right now, folks. See, folks,
0: here on according to the Osbournes, we 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 entertain,
1: but we also we strive to educate. Jack, we do. Colonists and Native Americans may not have had turkey at their first feast. While most of us enjoy turkey at the counterpiece of our t- as the count- counterpiece of our table, no one can say for sure whether it was even on the menu back in 1621. However, the original guests did indulge in other foods like lobster.
0: That's interesting.
1: That I, can, I can see it. There was a lot of kind of Eastern Seaboard colonization. I can see that probably easier to prepare lobster back then than a turkey last stat here huh? Thomas Jefferson refused to declare Thanksgiving a holiday Thomas he you know he's you know as I've learned he's done a few shady things <laughs> I mean, like, throughout his career. was a different era it's a different yeah, era it's all the, right yeah, let's
0: leave him alone
1: okay Thanksgiving a holiday every year up until Lincoln made it a national holiday good for a during his during his time as president. Jefferson refused to recognize the event because he believed so firmly in the separation of church and state. Since Thanksgiving involved prayer and reflection, he thought designating it as a national holiday would violate the First Amendment.
0: Well, I don't know what to say about that. I do know what to say about this. Jack's five stats is always bumping, buddy. (laughs) Right? So good job on that, Jack, and I like the Thanksgiving Day theme at the end. Let's keep the Thanksgiving good times coming. I've got a little segment that I'd like to call Thanksgiving Day
1: Over Under. Okay. Do you know how to do Over Under? Um, Well, we have been doing Pick'em for about, you know, 10 weeks. Okay, but Pick'em is against a point
0: spread. Do you know what Over Under is? Yes. It's a total. So I'll give you a stat or a category, and then I'll throw out a number, and you tell me— Whether it is over or under the answer. And it'll it'll explain itself as we go. Okay. The number of turkeys cooked and eaten in the United States for Thanksgiving. Jack, 35 million. Is it over or under 35 million? That's a lot of turkeys. I'd love to know
1: how many people live in the USA.
0: I can do that for you. Hang on. Let's push pause here on the podcast. Okay, while we were going to break there to check out how many people live in the United States, and by the way, I guessed off-air the number, and I was pretty close. I said 328 million. It's 329 million. But while we were off the air, Luke has started a Facebook Live. Instagram
1: and, Live, genius. My bad,
0: Instagram Live. But he's, he's playing injured. He's hurt himself in a Christmas tree accident today.
1: Luke got his finger smashed by a dad. It was my fault. I did buy the Christmas
0: tree today, though, and that is huge when you think about it. But, Luke, you are filming on Instagram injured. I'm proud of you. Jack, back to the Thanksgiving Day over under. I said Thanksgiving Day turkeys, the number of turkeys cooked and eaten in the United States, 35 million. Is the real answer over or under 35 million? Absolutely over. It is over. I'm going to keep track. If you get four or more, I'm going to be proud of you. Um, You got that right. There are 40 million, 40 million turkeys prepared and eaten in the United States. Every Thanksgiving, All right? <laughs> this is a great one. The flying speed a wild turkey can reach. Okay.
1: Okay. A With turkey a flying speed. Flying
0: speed. Like, Think like of a ter- in the air. A turkey flying. Typically, flying happens in the air, Jack. A f- the flying speed that a wild turkey can reach is it over or under forty five miles per hour?
1: I mean, that's almost as fast as an interstate person.
0: That's fast. I'll give you that. I'm going under. I would too, but you are wrong. A kick and chicken can fly 55 miles per hour.
1: Wow, okay. That's... I'm
0: almost calling cap on that. I almost want to see it, but
1: Facts Your Cap segment. Welcome back. That's
0: right. All right. The next one, the next Thanksgiving Day, over, under, the percentage of Americans who travel for Thanksgiving, 50%. Is it over or under?
1: Under. under. There's no way
0: 50% of the people travel. It's pretty close. It's 43, but you are correct. It is under. Okay, Jack, the percentage of Americans who don't celebrate Thanksgiving at all.
1: I would guess. Oh, hold
0: on. 10%. Is it over or under that? The percentage of Americans who don't celebrate Thanksgiving at all. That Uh-oh. is. Allie's coming down here. That Allie, is under. be quiet, babe. Say it again. Under. No, that's inaccurate. 14% of all Americans.
1: I mean, for me, like, living with, like, people in school, it's like, okay, it's not like one in five people don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah, but you got to think, like, uh, like, okay.
0: My sister, Graham. Now, she is celebrating this year, but she's down in New Orleans. And I, I guess this would mean – I don't think it necessarily means a conscientious objector. But maybe if she were down there and didn't, weren't going somewhere for Thanksgiving meal, maybe that would count as someone who doesn't celebrate. Anyway, the answer is 14. All right. So I'm two for four. You're, you're, you're batting 500. All right. This is impressive. This is interesting, rather. Thanksgiving Day over under the time spent – Eating Thanksgiving Day meal, 23 minutes. Is it over or under 23 minutes?
1: I mean, we spend about 45 to an hour. I would guess that it is over by kind of a lot.
0: It is under. The average time. This, this blew me away. The average time spent eating Thanksgiving Day meal is 16 minutes.
1: That's crazy. It's kind you of cr- sit down with your family. All right. We're going to eat for 15 minutes? That's kind of gross.
0: That's kind of gross. Let's keep the segment moving. All right. Over under the number – and this grossed me out. Over under the number of calories consumed on Thanksgiving, 3,900. I'll put it in perspective. I try to hit about 2,000 to 2,200. definitely over. Wow. That's twice the normal calories you should take, and you're going over. Yes, you're you're right. The answer is 4,500 calories. Is what people not surprised? That's disgusting.
1: That is disgusting. That is
0: just wrong and gross. All right, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving ranks how high in alcohol sales? Is it the second? I'm going to say second highest day. So I'm basically saying, is it the first highest day, or is it lower than that?
1: Uh, I mean, I would assume Christmas Eve's are like well not. July fourth are like July fourth are like nuts. Like there's no, it's def, it's got to be lower than second.
0: Well, you're right. So it's third, but it's behind New Year's Eve, which makes sense. Uh, That makes sense. And Christmas Eve. July 4th is not on the top I would, three.
1: I would totally expect July 4th on the top three.
0: Jack, congratulations. You have now passed the the test. You've gotten four correct. We've out got like
1: seven, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Four out of seven. And I said if you got four out of eight, I would be impressed. The final Thanksgiving Day over under. The NFL team with the most wins on Thanksgiving Day. I will ask you who the team is. But is the number of wins over or under 42? Hmm. They've been playing football for a long time. Under. It is under. Good job. Wow, you killed this. The answer is 37. Now, tell me what team has won 37 times on Thanksgiving.
1: The Green Bay Packers.
0: Inaccurate. I don't even think they play that much on Thanksgiving. The NFC. There's two teams who always play on Thanksgiving. The Bears. Uh, Bears play a lot, and they were third on the list. They had 19. Um, Luke knows. Luke. The Vikings. Boy, Luke. The Titans. <laughs> Luke quit no. with the Titans. That's wrong. The Vikings. No. Come on, dude. Seriously. Do you not know who plays like every Thanksgiving? No. Detroit plays every single Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, Baxter and I were literally talking about who plays every Thanksgiving. So do the
0: Cowboys. So So Detroit leads it with 37 Thanksgiving Day wins. The Cowboys have 31 Thanksgiving Day wins. All right, Jack, let's move on. From Thanksgiving Day over under to – let's rank the sides, all right? I've got – Let's do. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got seven sides listed here. All I'm going to name them, and then I want you to tell me – you can go either way. You can just start from the worst to the best, or, or you can start with the goat, whatever you want. Sweet potato casserole, gravy, dressing, cream corn, mac and cheese, green beans, cranberry sauce.
1: I'm sorry, Dad, but you know what my number one is. You know it.
0: I think it's cream corn.
1: Bingo. We're not even going to tell the cream corn stories. We
0: are most certainly not going to tell (laughs) the cream corn stories because it is absolutely vile, wrong, and gross. My number one is sweet potato casserole. Um, Where do you rank? Like, what's your worst? Sweet potato casserole, gravy, dressing, cream corn we know is one, mac and cheese, green beans, cranberry sauce.
1: No one's going to like this opinion. Gravy. Yeah. No, I like the opinion. I'm out on gravy. You know what else I'm out on? What? Dressing. Yeah, I'm out on dressing. don't need dressing. Dressing definitely falls number six for me. Doesn't even sound right. Dressing. I'd probably put
0: dressing at eight. You know, you need the gravy for your mashed potatoes. Wait, so there's I'm,
1: eight or seven?
0: Uh, sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven, but there should be eight. We should get mashed potatoes on there. So let's call it eight. Already. All right. So I've got gr- or dressing at eight. Um, all right, and then kind of gravy goes on dressing. Let, let's name, you're at Sweet, or excuse me, you're at Cream Corn for one. I'm at Sweet Potato Casserole. Give me your next best. Is it mac and cheese? Is it green beans? Is it cranberry sauce? It is green beans. It is green beans. That is the correct answer. It is absolutely, the green beans that your grandma. They're delicious. The beautiful and talented Sandy Bertelcamp makes. They're
1: outstanding. They are.
0: We you're do we do a good we, job. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's right next to that? Mac and, the mac and cheese Dude, is We're on right now. We're, we're tracking. On.
1: We're on. We, that's called tracking in the business, son. Oh, hold on. Yeah. You know what's fourth? You know what's fourth? Mashed I mean, p- it's mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. mashed potatoes. Yeah, I, I oh, had that yeah. today, guys. So, wow, well,
0: we are actually, we switch our number ones. I go sweet potato casserole. You go cream corn. Um, so,
1: I bet I bet we have the same ones. I bet you have creamed corn and I have sweet potato uh, deal. Actually, I tell you what. I
0: would go one sweet potato casserole. I would go two cream corn. I would go three green beans. I would slide everything down. All right, all yeah. right, all right. Good.
1: My five is going to be wait. What are I've I've listed every one but two. I have creamed corn, green beans, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, dressing, and you got gravy, gravy
0: and cranberry. You got cranberry sauce left.
1: Oh, cranberry sauce is six
0: and sweet potato casserole.
1: Sweet potato, yeah, that falls at five. All right, so
0: go ahead and read your top list there.
1: Uh, okay. Here is how my list. I'm gonna go from last to first. Okay. Um okay, here we go. yeah, I got gravy at last, dressing at second to last, okay. cranberry sauce at third to last, um, sweet potatoes or sweet potato casserole at fifth, and then up like these top four I really like, and they will definitely be on my plate. mashed potatoes, fourth, mac and cheese, third, green beans second, and cream corn is number one that 's
0: great that 's a good list, son tell you what i'm gonna go this on you i'm gonna go eight dressings seven gravy but it's just because it's an accoutrement um let's see six i'm probably going cranberry sauce
1: so we got the same last three
0: here five is mashed potatoes four is mac and cheese three is green beans two is cream corn and one Is your mom's sweet potato casserole. Listener, I bet you have some sides that you like, and I bet some of them are the same as the ones that we like. Tell you what everyone likes, Jack. Some pick When we do our SEC pick Do you know why? Why? Because we are so bad at it. But, Jack, the good news is you are getting way better. Last week, you went... Where'd you go? I think you went three and two. Guess what I went last week.
1: Like one and four. One and four. You're trash. I'm ahead. You
0: you are. You now for the season are 22 and 25. I'm 21 and 26. Let's get right to this, okay? Thursday at 630, a Thanksgiving Day game. Ole Miss goes to Mississippi State. Mississippi State's favored by one and a half. Who do you have? Give me Ole Miss, bro. Mississippi State is soft. You and me are both on Ole Miss. All right. Uh, A Friday game, Missouri at Arkansas. Arkansas is minus fourteen and a half. Who do you got?
1: I got Arkansas.
0: I I'm I'm going Arkansas. This is boring. All right. Yeah. uh, uh, You you,
1: you pick first.
0: Okay. Fair. UGA minus thirty four and a half over Georgia Tech. It's a noon game. I'm taking Georgia. Georgia Tech. Okay. I don't
1: like picking a. for the big spreads.
0: And I hate noon games. All right, Saturday at 3 30, Bama, minus 19 and a half at Auburn. This is the Iron Bowl, son.
1: Auburn, give me Auburn.
0: God, they just laid an egg this last game. I don't game, care, but, I don't
1: care. It's but, the Iron Bowl. But
0: Alabama didn't look exactly great last week either. I will take who you okay, Jack, you took Auburn. I'll take I'll take Bama.
1: Hmm, I like it.
0: All right. Saturday game seven o'clock A and M at LSU AM and six and a half point favorite it is a night game in Death Valley
1: mm, those are tough
0: those are tough LSU I am going A and M all right I threw in one game of national interest Ohio State minus eight and a half coming off of just a waxing of Michigan State yeah
1: dude they've beat Mich- they've killed Michigan State the last three years
0: they have and they're they're on the road playing Michigan can Harbaugh finally beat Ohio State. Ohio State is an eight and one half point favorite.
1: Uh, Give me Michigan. Shout out to Leo Pollack. He's a big Michigan fan, and I'll
0: be rooting for them. You know what? I like Leo so much that I am going to go Ohio State. (laughs) I think think Harbaugh wilts. All right. Vanderbilt at Tennessee. Final one. Tennessee minus 31 and a half. Go balls. You know what Tennessee does against teams they're supposed to be?
1: We already talked about this. They wax them,
0: they dominate them. So that makes you and me both on the Tennessee Vols. That also makes you and me both on this, wanting to wish our listeners the happiest Thanksgiving they've ever had. Happy
1: Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. guys.
0: Thank you so much. I'm thankful for our listeners. Jack, I'm thankful for you, brother. Even though you're not my brother, you're my son. Like
1: Luke wants to say something. Luke, come on. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Good job, Luke. Good hey, job. Great job yeah. on the Instagram Live. Great job filming with the injured finger there. Sorry about the Christmas tree mishap. Uh, listeners, we appreciate you. We're thankful for you. You've been listening to...
1: According to the Osborns Yeah. According to the Osborns Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. yeah.